and welcome everyone to episode 37 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? Ah, doing pretty good. Uh, as everybody knows, yep, uh, English letterer for manga like Dragon Ball Super, Kaijin Raid, and many, many, many more. I actually, I did a, I did a head count the other day where it, it, it hit me i'm pretty close to having worked on 200 volumes of manga which is dear god i mean when you think about it that way it's like twice the length of one piece this is much manga that i've worked on because when you're saying volumes you mean like actual tonkobons and stuff like that like not yeah. the individual yeah. chapters dear god yeah yeah 200, 200. Or it, it's like one it's like 170 ish something like that so I'll, I'll hit proper 200 probably sometime next year that's <laughs> when insane when i laid it out like that i'm like oh my god <laughs> that is a lot now do they give you the actual physical copies so you can have like the, a little library of this is my work <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh i've had awesome. to buy some stuff every every publisher kind of has their own little little process for it but i would say i i own the overwhelming majority of stuff that i've worked on maybe all of it i don't remember if i'm missing anything but it it, it, as you can imagine it sort of became a little cumbersome to be like all right what do i have what don't i have like i I, I stopped keeping track at some point yeah i I get that (laughs) yeah even even worse um i i get shipped the physical copies of the japanese version for some stuff which is all just like i mean which is like good for uh reference but those all just like stack up in like a box in my attic. So it's like, and then, and then I get sent two copies of some stuff uh, to, to some publishers just do that. Oh, and I'm okay. like, well, I don't need to, but I mean, it's nice, but I, yeah. So that's, my, my attic is just a, just a bunch of books. <laughs> It'll make for a good yard sale someday. Oh yeah. Man, talk about multiples and, uh, confusion maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling for a segue but anyway let's get yeah. to it with uh chapter 181 as we have a we're just going to say this for the constantly just a fun set of chapters it, it feels it's like so good it feels like it's just going to be that way for a while but yes chapter 181 yes. supersonic duck quiz where we get sanji and a bear playing cards i like yeah even now, I don't understand the quiz part of the the uh, chapter title. Oh, <laughs> you, you don't? It's the Baroque works are taking the quiz about which one's VV. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one bit of art I love about this is the fact that the bench is bending under the bear. That is so good. Yeah, he's he's a big boy. Yep. So, <laughs> all right, time for even more just examples of how big this war is as a dust cloud is building up over the horizon as the rebels go across the desert and Alabarna is within sight. Nine miles to the south, 30 minutes away and storm the city. Don't let them into the city. It's a big, big thing. And we start getting more of how Alabarna is set up. Oh, I love that shot of Chaka just, you know, you know, don't let them set foot in the city and you just all of these guys in the background, you know, like you really, and, and then again, just like Koza at the front at the top of the page where, you know, he's just like, get ready men and you just, there's so much drawing. I'm sitting here in awe of like, Oda has committed to depicting this war of uh, two million men. Mm-hmm. And he, he's smart about it though because of the military uniforms and the way they're set up, it's like, okay, these work we can kind of recreate these pretty quickly <laughs> you know they- yeah and you, you can mostly tell who's who i have a little comment to make about that once we get to it but in, until then we kind of have these the the scene of the broke works folks just kind of like all right uh well <laughs> just uh, as bon clay says it what are we supposed to do 
Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. It's just like, well, the rebels are almost here, and we just need to keep VV away from the rebels. So yeah, that's kind of their goal. If they if they point. show up, we'll kill them. If they don't, well, they don't have to worry about it because uh, everything's set in motion. They're they're done. Again, I love how we have this other little map here showing like how the gate systems are worked out for Alabarna. It gets. It, more is said about it as time goes on. Mm-hmm. They got Mr. Four on lookout. <laughs> and he's, he's speaking so slow. And yeah. Also, uh, Over the course of like Christmas. Yeah. seven panels, they're yep. here. They're <laughs> coming. This, like, it's so out of Zootopia. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, Miss Merry Christmas grabs it. The binoculars looks through. It's like, okay, we just need to find Vivi and uh, kill her. And they're like, oh, crap, they're on ducks. There's six of them. And they're hidden. Like, they, yeah. they've disguised themselves. We have no idea which one she is. They were smart about this. Yeah, that, that planning yeah. ahead. It's like, man, they, they really did think ahead about what it might be. And I... I I was struggling to remember which one was Vivi. Like, obviously, you can tell yeah, which one's Yeah, I didn't Usopp. remember either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you get that close-up where they all have their hoods on. You just see Usopp's nose peeking out from the front of one. <laughs> I love this Bon Clay. It's like he's kind of reacting the most. It's like, it's so iffy. So iffy, yeah. <laughs> and we have a little a little tease as to what, what Mr. Four is about, you know, because Miss Merry Christmas is like, get him. And then he, he shoots a, a baseball out of a cannon. And then, it you know, it, it lands near him. And they're like, oh, no, no, don't, don't, don't go near it. <laughs> Ex- yep, exp- and explodes, and, it explodes. and it's like, all right. I mean, it's kind of funny that he's the slow one, but he's the first one to attack. Yeah. It has that range. <laughs> but yeah, two of them break off, head towards the south gate. Where we have like this little mind game going on here. Like, they're trying to figure out which one's Vivi, and it's like, oh, they're going south, so that must be Vivi. I, I love the sequence of them trying to be like, ah, oh, which one is which? <laughs> and we got Usopp attacking Mr. One with the killer Firestar, does really nothing. But they had two more of them break away towards the West Gate, and they're going to go after that one. And then the final two run over Mr. B- Mr. Two Bunk Clay. <laughs> Just right through. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, and we learned from Miss Doublefinger that three of Alabarna's five gates are accessible from the West. Their plan is to split up and head for those gates, but it doesn't make any difference. We'll eliminate them inside the city. The Duck Squadron makes their way inside. And we have our setup where two ducks versus Bon Clay, two ducks versus Mr. One and Miss Doublefinger, and two ducks against the Mr. Four and Miss Merry Christmas. And I legit forgot about this play. Me too. Where all of a sudden you this see another so duck step out, and it's Vivi. When I first read this, I thought, because there's that page a couple pages ago where, you know, there's two coming up the steps and it's like you know oh that's the supersonic uh, duck squadron let them in and i was like okay that must be vivi and somebody else we actually got managed to get in the city yeah no so i guess they all they i guess they all got in but you know they're the ones who got in without having to encounter any baroque works members but no the the straw hats were all like they were all bait for vivi <laughs> yeah they did a ridiculous maneuver where we get this wonderful two-page spread of all of them going yeah. too bad wrong Everybody which, in, which just, includes uh, <laughs> eyelashes. Yes, it got the little camel sound effect with the background. I also love that we have Nami with her classic like wink with the tongue out. It's so, it's, so good. That's so, so her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Mr. Tupon Clay. You know, oh, you're that guy from before. It's like, like Usopp's first reaction. <laughs> like he's just screaming with eyelashes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's like a, a camel. <laughs> yep. What the. 
I also love this this matchup. We got Usopp and Eyelashes versus Mr. Two. Yep. Zoro and Nami versus Mr. One and Miss Doublefinger, where she's already commanding. It's like, all right, get it over with. Yep. And Sanji and Chopper versus Miss Merry Christmas and Mr. Four. Matchups yep. you might not expect, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely really, uh, really weird. And then this, this, uh, the chapter ends with the shot of you know Vivi you know, like going to try to stop the rebels. Otherwise, our efforts will have been for nothing. Yeah, it's a dang good chapter. Like, yeah, it's we're building up tension here. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great set of mind games where you see again the, the Straw Hats finding ways to outmaneuver Baroque works. I which, wonder who came up with this plan because it's so it's so smart, which is and, and the fact that it mostly works is so uncharacteristic of the Straw Hats. I know. I honestly, Zoro's been pretty good about these plans, so I almost wonder yeah, if it was yeah. his his idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he he's good for this kind of subterfuge or playing into knowing what the enemy's going to do, yeah. and going from there. And whew, as we'll see later in the the chapter, we need these big wins because there's a lot of small losses and like ways that they can just Oda's going to play with us where it's like we did it no no yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> it's just going to keep building and building but before that you know we, we got to talk about this SBS section here yes where where Oda I didn't realize that the the supersonic duck squadron they all have names and I I want to read these out because they are just so incredible so we have that panda when they're first introduced so from left to right, we have Cowboy, Bourbon Jr., Karu in the center, or, or Karu, then Centaur, and Hikoichi. And then the top two are Stomp and Ivan X. <laughs> Those uh, names are awesome. They are incredible. Um, and, and Odom, he comments that he thought that conv- revealing the names might confuse people, so he just didn't. Which, that you know, I, I understand. In the moment, you don't necessarily need to reveal their names, but I love that they have them and that they're just so good. Yeah. They, they sound kind of like Japanese horse racing names almost. You know, that that would make sense. But man, Bourbon Jr. is a good name. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> and that's why we love the SBS. It might be silly most of the time, but when you get information, it's, it's, it's good information. Oh, yeah. But yeah, let's get to chapter 182, Roar, where we got our next cover series. Yeah. And I have no idea who's it about, who, who it's about at this point. I'm like, I saw this, like, okay. It's titled Escapee, and we just have this little shadow. It, like, to me, it kind of looks like, it, like, almost looks like a, like a crab or a spider. Yeah. I figure if people looked at it for long enough, they could probably figure out who it is. Obviously, we get to see it right away, thanks to reading a chunk of five. But yeah. upon first look, it's like, I wonder how many people figured it out right off the bat. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I think that somebody escaping from a from a marine ship, it, it could only be so many, but it's, I guess we'll find out on the, the next chapter. Yeah. Although, honestly, we'll find it. Well, okay, well, I'll just go ahead and reveal it so I can say who it actually could be to throw people off. Uh, it's Hachi, yeah. obviously. Uh, and you can see the arms and whatnot. But I just realized it also could have been Captain Kuro with his claws <laughs> hands split out. <laughs> it could have been. Oh, that's... I bet I that I wonder if that, that was the debate whether it was going to be about Kurt, even though one of his calls were already broken off. But you know, you yeah. just make it work. And in that sense, it makes sense why he's flying off <laughs> into the ocean. If it were Kuro, it's like, all right, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, getting into it, the roar of two million rebels coming to Alabarna is so massive that it's actually shaking the counter the cannonballs. Like, can you imagine just like the force of? 200 people or two two i say 200 2 million people on like horseback 
just 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 that rumble and i i love like you, you hear it with the scale of the sound effects and uh and i didn't mention it but in the last chapter like the sound effects were smaller to denote that the rebels were sort of further away they were sort of like ah oh, we, we hear them but they're far away but now you know when you have like the close-ups it's just like drum, drum, drum. it's it's just good good comics yeah and there's such great symbolism here is this this one yeah. girl and her b- bird standing up uh, before this massive city and then looking ahead at this massive army and she's yeah put herself in the middle not looking really all that worried Karu is terrified which understandable (laughs) (laughs) and i also love like again oda using oh obviously this is something that the the english letterer made sure to maintain with the the sizing of the sound effects so I'm, i'm going to imagine that they are probably the same in japanese but the the scale of the sound effects versus like you see like just like Vivi's speech balloon, like she's yelling, but there's just like two lines in it. Like the sound effects are like overpowering her speech. And I think that's just a really effective way to sell just like how loud it is and how hard she is trying to scream at them to stop. Yeah. And Koza shouting out orders ready to go. She's trying to let them know that it's all a setup. And then all of a sudden a cannon goes off. Koza was like, wait, somebody was standing over there. It's like, no, don't be ridiculous. It's just, you know, they're shooting at us. And this yeah. dust cloud is kicked up ahead of her. It's like, wait, what? Why did the Royal Army do that? And even Chalk is yelling at this guy. I never gave the order to fire the cannon. He's like, oh, sorry, sir. My hand slept. <laughs> and it's a freaking Baroque works member. It's like, I just, I love that. Oh, I'm sorry. Just like oops. revealing the tattoo on his arm. Oh, my hand slipped. Yeah. <laughs> you think Chaka would notice that. Because like, he knows Baroque Works is behind this at this point. Right. Like, I, I don't know. He's, he's homeboy here is not giving a, a single effort to try to hide who he is. <laughs> no. No, he was he is not. It's, it's a nice, convenient way for the audience to immediately realize. But, man, I, I remember... Honestly, I remember these minor members of the Baroque Works causing so many issues throughout Alabasta that just yeah, yeah, frustrates just, you. Uh, <laughs> and Oda uh, knows how to just really dig into you, especially like this is one of the... They have good timing, apparently. <laughs> yeah, they really know what they're doing. They, they, they noticed, you know, nobody commented on Vivi being there, but this guy happened yep. to see this. Yep, and it was like, all right, time to time to be a nuisance. This guy honestly deserves a raise because <laughs> he did something even the numbers weren't able to do. So good on, good on him. But yeah, just that that panel of Koza racing past as Vivi That's is so trying good. to scream. And I, I love that he he kind of is like, huh, what 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 was that? You know, he, he, it kind of goes by a little bit, but he he doesn't register. We get that one major Koza, and then I, again, you're talking about lettering. Her lines are just so drowned out. It's just a there's no words. It's just a line yeah. going down. It's um, very it's very well done. And she sees Koza goes past. It's like wait, this is no stop. And that's and when they get hit from behind and get like ugh, Karu. Yeah, the, the the like the way that he shows just like this utter stampede is like like seeing seeing Vivi just in the middle of that like getting knocked down you're just like oh my god there's so so many horses and people it's like oh oh geez and you see the bloodied hand on the ground it's like oh yeah. dear this is this is not good the cannons fire the people are storming the the the, the, the steps and it's just again a massive spread that shows just the stakes yeah. of this battle it's like dear god so th- this is some some good comic making that I want to point out here this is like there's, there's a, a concept in, like, 
uh, I think it came from like TV and filmmaking, but uh, it is also effective for comics called the uh, 180 degree rule. I don't know if you're aware of it. I'm not certain. It's basically this concept where you want to make sure the audience knows like who is where that you want to make sure that if you can imagine like a physical camera and like a 180 just like a straight line going Mm -hmm. through that the camera should not pass this line so that like characters who are on one side stay on that same side so like for example here because we have like this big clash between the rebels and uh, the royal army and so the rebels in in this like this clash they are always depicted on, on being on the right side of like the panel and the royal army is always on the left so no matter like where the camera angle changes because you have some shots where they're kind of like from above or below mm-hmm. but like even though it's it's really chaotic like the action you can still follow it because you kind of are subconsciously being told like the rebels are going this way and they are always going this way that's and i brilliant. think it's just really well done i didn't even notice <laughs> that I mean, it's, it's it's so well done and just like it, it's a sign of like if it's done well you don't notice Exactly. Yeah. And, and I appreciate it here because a lot of a lot of big encounters in One Piece can get really messy. But this is an example, I think, of where just like the like the basics never go out of style. Like it's a it's a rule for a reason and you can break it if you know what you're doing. But this is just, a, I think, a really brilliant example of like just being able to show and sort of make sure the reader is able to follow along without having to think about it. Yeah. It's, comics. it's a good plan. Yeah. Comics. Yeah. It's, it's great. <laughs> And the, have the see the fighting actually has started, and then Vivi getting up from a very very injured Karu who shielded her. Oh man, Karu just—he really earns a stripe in stripes in these uh, this batch of chapters. Oh yeah, he does. He is just working his butt off. Like he's been sort of a coward up to this point, sort of a joke. But here he is just MVP almost. And I just I love that clo- like seeing Vivi basically get and and Karu basically get trampled and she's just like she's going she says she's going to stop it no matter how many times she gets knocked down mm-hmm. and just that close-up of her just saying like i learned to never give up while i was aboard that ship and it's just like that's ah that's just a good friendship right there and then usopp shows up on a horse telling her to hop on but then we go like it's just that quick <laughs> panel we're back and you know we had uh, usopp and eyelashes against bon clay <laughs> he clobbered and, us in about two seconds. Yes, one second each. <laughs> <Just> both <laughs> of them beat up because Sanji came. They're asking what he's doing here. Is apparently their ducks came calling for help, so we assumed <laughs> the two got Mister Two got away, and it's like ah crap, she's in danger. Yeah, and we we can already put two and two together at this point. Oh yeah, but again, we get another wonderful moment for the for the uh, yes. crew. Actually, not I quite yet. This was here, it's close. Oh, okay. It's yeah, it's not quite yet. But I think even if they didn't have this, the line, forget that bird, it's a goner. Yeah. It's it's like, she distinctly remembers Usopp always saying Karu. I love stuff like that, where you have, this person would never say that. You're obviously an imposter. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, this, the, the, the reveal comes fairly quick. I'm glad they didn't uh, sort of drag that out. <laughs> I like that he just says, are you down to me? Look. And she's like, it's not him, even though she's showing the bandage. I, I'm, I'm sure that's yeah. like, huh. I mean, <laughs> you think it'd be the line, but the bandage not confirming it for her is interesting yeah but some good shading on bon clay oh uh, yeah that very intimidating it's like i wonder what gave me away yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then we give of course we get back into the ridiculousness of like hey swan dash <laughs> swan dash <laughs> what a way to end the chapter <laughs> yeah seriously 
Oh, Mr. Two, you are something else. What as a we'll joke. get into. Naturally, they're going to make a tough one. Yes, yeah, so Vivi hasn't quite pulled it off yet, but uh, we'll mm-hmm. see how that all develops. And Usopp might have been matched against uh, Mr. Two, but uh, did not work out so well. One second each. Yeah. <laughs> Time for chapter 183, Squadron Reader Carew. It's like, man, Carew, again, MVP here. Absolute MVP. But before we get to that, here's the confirmation that it was indeed Hachi. His, it's yeah. t- called Hachi's Walk on the Seafloor. Let's go home. And we got a very bandaged up Hachi looking a lot better. Yeah, he's so happy to be home. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I mean, other than the fact that he went along with Arlong's plans and was kind of involved in a lot of this stuff, he's a happy boy. It's hard to be mad yeah. at Hachi. <laughs> he's just a, a lovable idiot. There, there yeah. are a lot of lo- lovable idiots in One Piece. <laughs> like, he's done a lot of bad things, but it's just, man, it's how can you yeah. not? That smile. (laughs) (laughs) But real quick, we got a flashback explaining why Vivi ran off so quick. Because again, Zoro with the plan (laughs) is like, okay, that's one guy can impersonate people perfectly so he could show up at any time. So if anybody's acting suspicious, have them remove their bandage and show the symbol underneath. If they don't do it, they're an imposter. Yeah, as Sanji says, the double bluff. That's why I think the whole Duck Squadron plan was Zoro because he came up with this and that's really good him and sanji in particular have just been really great at outsmarting baroque works yeah it really shows they're smart so not just muscle heads but karu bleeding wobbly not feeling it is just running from what a war hero (laughs) i know just oh he's bleeding out i I love well they're you know trying to run away i love this like you could see mr two in the background (laughs) (laughs) Catching up blaying in the background. Yeah. Oh my god. He's like, wait, I'm going to eat you. It's like, okay, this is a little odd. It's like, and Vivi's like, Karu, don't force yourself. I'll fight him. He's actually running towards the wall. But rather than go up steps with, up the steps where all the fighting's happening, he runs straight up the damn right wall. Up the wall. Look, like, holy crap. Like, my god. That's oh. amazing. And he has so much momentum, he actually goes, flies back away from the wall until he does a little bit of flap to catch on and makes it. It's like, damn, wow. Karu. And I love even uh, Bon Clay eyes popping out of the head. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I mean, that was my reaction. Like, dang, Karu. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, Mr. Two showing how ridiculous he is. Yeah, he could just, just climb straight up. Yep, climb straight up. is like, nothing is impossible for this swan. <laughs> Releve of blood, sweat, and tears and just jams his feet in so he can make his way up it. It's just... I love how it combines this intimidating but also ridiculous aspect of it's ridiculous. It's hype. It's it's heartfelt all at the same time. Mm, it's it's great. Wow, and then, what an incredible scene! And then the transition to Vivi seeing the fighting, yeah. seeing the but people she, I, cutting each other down. Is that her blood or is that somebody else's somebody blood? Somebody is bleeding. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, it's like it's just so raw. Yeah. It's it's oh, rough, and Karu then has to cut through the mob, and the rebels haven't reached the heart of the city. We have to find Shaka. That's our best best shot. Speaking of mm-hmm. shot, freaking yeah. Karu gets shot, and he's like, it's, he's still going. I clench shut, bleeding out the mouth, running through the crowd. This poor bird, like oh, I. Oh. Man. I I feel bad. I forgot how crucial Karu was to this pro, to this plan. 
Like he is, T is pulling his weight. I honestly forgot this so much, and it's so heartbreaking. The the facial expressions that Oda puts on Karu breaks yeah. your heart. <laughs> it does. Just yeah, just like the like his eyes straining. Like you can. Uh. Yeah, and he's telling oh, her man. to just move on, keep going, and it's it seems to be all, all over until Cowboy, our man, shows yeah. up with a <laughs> vicious I, kick. Headbutt. And then I oh God, I already forgot his name, but the like the other one gets like a good kick in the face. Yeah, the old cowboy gets the kick in the face. The other one with the Viking mm. helmet gets the the headbutt in the stomach. Um, and they they take him down. Man, Sanji here once again, boy, like, with just the the best entrances. Yeah, he is. Ah, oh, there there we go. And it's just saying, all right, Vivi, rebels can be, still be stopped, right? And Karu, you're a real man. And <laughs> you other two, you're dismissed. And Sanji's like, time for me to deal with the swan. Oh, boy. And and really, what a perfect matchup when you think about it, c- considering they're both kick-focused. Yeah, the karate. So it's like, okay, this is the matchup that you, you would have expected. But I, I love yeah. how he had a little bit of a swerve before we reached this point to just sort of... Mm-hmm. It wasn't as straightforward as you would have thought. Yeah, it, it helps that away. And even then, the first thing that... Sanji says is because it's the first time Mr. Two's seen him and yeah. first things first you have our snipers go- goggles give them back I just oh man <laughs> that, the, the cross legged <laughs> I, I remember this fight we're not going to cover it in, in the, this episode but I remember this fight being awesome <laughs> yeah there's there's some fun moments in it and uh, oh man <laughs> unfortunately Sanji loses the glasses so he's no longer Mr. Yeah. Prince he's, San, he's you know Sanji right now and it's a top flight sea cook versus a type flights top flight sl- uh, swan. <laughs> the banter between these two. Oh man, oh, I, I just good. and I love I love that pose of uh, Bond Clay taking the karate pose and Sanji with his leg up. It was just oh man, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's good so stuff because we got to remember that uh, Bond Clay is incredibly tall. Oh yeah, so it's 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 very interesting here. But it's time to move the action over to the southeast gate where Chopper was and v- where Chopper is and Sanji was as Usopp has gone to meet up with him. And he's asking like, okay, where's Mr. Four and his partner? Chopper's not looking so good. Yeah. It's, Apparently close it's like by. The, the fight's already begun. So we find out that they're underground because Miss Merry Christmas is a human mole thanks to the Diggy Diggy fruit, which is just a <laughs> wonderful name. It's just great. It's great. And all you find out is Mr. Four is a cleanup hitter and he has a dog that works for him, which we have not seen whatsoever. It's like, yes. Well, I, I love the buildup with this gag where, you know, Chopper says that and like like multiple times. Usopp is like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't get what you're talking about. And he's like, duck. And all of a sudden, dodge a, a ball. Come- yeah, exactly. <laughs> a ball. <laughs> baseball comes out of nowhere. Here comes. Mr. Four out of a hole that hits I love it back. That close up of uh, the the ball just at the tip of Usopp's nose, and then it explodes. Yeah, it's it's just that ticking in the explosion. The, the way to end the chapter is like, oh geez. Yeah, we get to see what Mr. Four and Miss Merry Christmas are really all about. We got our. I completely forgot about the baseball theming. <laughs> I remembered the baseball theming. I remembered Miss Merry Christmas being a mole woman. Forgot about the dog. <laughs> yeah. 
The, the dog was the part I remembered, actually. Oh, really? It's, it's funny what yeah. we remember and don't. <laughs> we do have an SBS. Nothing too crazy here. Other than a reader saying, I went to a flower shop and saw that they were selling crocus seeds. Uh, does this have any connection to the character of crocus? And all he says is that in the language of flowers, the crocus symbolizes trust. So that's where he got the name. Oh, Plus, he looks like neat. a flower thanks to his yeah. fringes and hair. So that's neat. I guess let's go ahead and just move on to chapter 184, Moletown Block 4. <laughs> what These names, title. I swear. Yep. And oh, we get a Hachi rescuing a panda shark. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of taking a little you know hook out of him. It feels like a premise of a SpongeBob episode waiting to happen. Yeah, it really does. It's Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's nice Squidward. That's that's what it comes down to. But I like that this allows for a different setting where we're just always underneath the sea floor and seeing just these ridiculous fish. Like, this allows Oda to keep up his animal theming. Just with the yeah, story. Uh, he's, he's loving it. I'm sure he's loving this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> well, going into the chapter itself, we have a nice little map here where we see the five gates into Alabarna. But currently we're at the southeast gate where Mr. Ford and Mrs. Miss Merry Christmas are taking on Usopp and Chopper. And yeah, they're a little exploded at the moment, but they're still alive. (laughs) And he's like, what the heck was that? It's like, like I said, Mr. Four is a cleanup hitter with a dog. And like I said, I don't understand what that means. I love this reveal. And then here's the dog, Lasso, Mr. Four's favorite gun, who has a slight cold. It's a dog gun. Yeah, I, I just... One Piece always keeps you on your toes, man. <laughs> it really does, especially because upon first looking at this thing, it looks like a dog that ate, like, maybe the gun-gun fruit or something like that. Yeah. Or like that. Not quite that simple as we'll get into. But Lasso here sneezes. And it's, a, a, it's a baseball. They duck. Yeah. And then here comes, comes Mr. Four, apparently super fast when he's underground, Hitting yep. it with his baseball bat right into Usopp. Poor Usopp getting, like, he ducks under He's it and explodes right it. over him. Yeah. Poor, poor Usopp getting it. He got yeah, his butt right kicked by Mr. Two. Multiple uh, bombs to the face. I love, uh, uh, you know, Usopp, or, I'm sorry, not Usopp, Chopper explaining that Mr. Four must be incredibly strong to hit around them, hit those uh, bombs so easily. Uh, and I, I love this panel of just, like, Mr. Four placing his bat like on some some rubble and it just like it leans and then just breaks the rubble under its weight <laughs> and then Usopp's face on the next page he's like oh dear god what am I up against like yeah you get you get to see that strength that uh, Crocodile was talking about because yeah Mr. Four is absolutely stronger than Mr. Three yes and guess what he has no devil fruit yeah this is all his own power He's just extremely <laughs> slow-witted, but he also extremely uh, strong because the bu- baseballs are heavy as cannonballs that yep. Chopper could not catch or t- do anything with. So this this guy is just massively strong. Yeah, I love how she's talking. Merry Christmas shows up, whacks him over the head. He's just, again, sloth speak. <laughs> she just keeps calling him a fool. <laughs> I, and I love this gag on the next page where Usopp's like, ah, the mole woman. <laughs> and she's like, I haven't transformed yet. <laughs> Like, fair, fair enough fair enough <laughs> wow that's cold and Usopp just pretends to faint it's like chopper you take it from here just bury my body at sea 
<laughs> I forgot how hilarious this fight is, dear God. Uh, they're screaming at each other. It's like, how are we supposed to find a dog like that, a creature like that? It's like, I'm only human. It's like, I'm human too. You're a monster too. Oh, yeah, well, you have a beak. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And we find out that it's not a dog who ate like a gun gun fruit. It's a gun who ate the mutt mutt fruit, Dutchland's yeah. uh, type. Yeah. <laughs> and it just... I mean, all we get from Merry Christmas here is uh, that it, uh, on the Grand Line, even inanimate objects can eat devil fruits. That is, uh, uh, just keep that in the back of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that That's no, well, well, yeah. It's not, not, not a one-off thing. Oda returns yeah, to this concept. and It's just bizarre every time it comes up, but it's just like, okay, that is a thing. I, I love how that can happen. U- Usopp like, immediately puts out the questions that readers would have. It's like, if it's originally a gun, why is it moving? Devil fruits don't have minds of their own. And she's just like, shut up. <laughs> just, it moves and it that's moves that. It moves and that's that. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, all right. And that that's One Piece world building in a nutshell sometimes. It's just like, <laughs> it just works, okay? It yeah, just sh- works. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually reminded the other day, it, it's kind of fitting, but they, for whatever reason, they decided to change Miss Merry Christmas's name in the 4Kids dub. I don't really know if you remember this. They, I uh, don't. They ca- they called her Miss Groundhog's Day. I kind of like that better, actually. Yeah, it fits. There's no Groundhog's Day in Japan, but you know the the Christmas tie that she has the, the, the is the only yeah. thing that doesn't quite fit. But it doesn't like like conceptually. I I can see why they would make that change if they're like ah. Uh, for some reason in, in that era, they're like, we can't associate even anything close to like religion. I, I guess that's why. Yeah. Maybe it'll confuse kids if we're calling a Merry Christmas and she's a mole woman. Or maybe we don't want to corrupt the concept of Christmas for kids. Yeah, it could have been any any of those things. But of course, she she transforms and then Usopp's like a penguin. <laughs> so, he, so he thought she was a mole <laughs> When he was uh, when she was untransformed, but she transforms and he's like, oh, uh, what? What? I mean, to be fair, other than the claws and the nose, she really doesn't change much when she's in her hybrid form. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great gag. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they all use these tunnels, and out pops Lasso. Usopp's trying to run away, and he gets blasted by this curveball. Yeah, as, uh, where it's like, oh wow, it, man. The cleanup hitter, exactly. It's a curveball. He's able to dodge it. Mr. Four hits it back, but it's a fly ball. He's like, oh, not even cleanup hitter bats a thousand, eh? And it lands on the ground and has like a golf effect where it starts spinning and comes up <laughs> right behind him. This is such a, biz- like, one of the weirdest gimmick fights. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so specific. It, it, it kind of feels like something out of JoJo's almost. You can totally see this being a JoJo enemy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And man, this team mechanic is honestly really impressive. Yeah. And it's def- like, I love seeing Chopper like using his various forms to kind of like dodge and get out of the way. It's a good fit, I think. I, like, Oda uses these characters' like abilities to their fullest potential here. And, and creates some fun gags here, too, where he's Chopper's getting ready to try to take out Mr. Four, but Merry Christmas grabs hold of his legs and the ball's yep. coming straight for him. He's like, oh, yeah, I could shrink. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, some, it's some good cause and effect stuff right here. I love I love Merry Christmas's face. He's just like, what the? F-? <laughs> and then Chopper tries to take a swing. Uh huh. And she's like, Cur- and curse you, Daruma doll, when she's trying to take out Mister Four. Uh, it's really clever, just paneling and setup, and seeing these two characters who don't really have a lot of courage. Yeah. take on these guys and it's it's pretty great and then oh my god that the pe- the bottom of the next page 
where we, we find out why Usopp was running away. Turns out he, he used the tunnels as well and came up from underneath and hits him with the Usopp pound, a five ton hammer to Mr. Four's noggin. Uh, it's like that just impresses Miss Merry Christmas. Like, where did he get that, that strength? And just to see the way Mr. Four like sort of accordions up. Is this Usopp's first like hype entrance? I think it might be. I, I love that pose he takes. He's like, I've sunk countless numbers of warships. People call me the Destroyer King. <laughs> <laughs> we got Chopper going, awesome. I am Captain Usopp. That's so good. That is really fun to see and oh man <laughs> i think we've had his like grand entrances but it's usually with his stars yeah yeah this, this is the <laughs> first that, that lot like that blast pose he takes at the at the end of the chapter i just i adore it mm-hmm. seeing seeing usopp get in a, a good clean hit <laughs> yeah I'm, prou- I'm proud i'm proud of you yeah i, I am too that, that's that's really fun and we, we got kind of a fun sbs here with all the questions where he oda is like maybe this had an effect on oda <laughs> like mm-hmm. all the boys at school ever talk about is nami's body tell them to stop <laughs> well i guess you're in mid it seems like you're in middle school from this writing and middle school boys spend a lot of time thinking about girls they can't help themselves, so I can't just bring myself to scold them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oda. Well, that explains some things. Yeah. Uh, I do want to point out this next question. It, it's a sh- shout out to my people who are caught up. <laughs> so oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. What would it happen says, if you humanate the human-human fruit? Yes. This this answer is very fun. There's, there's a saying we have in Japan, to become human, or rather, to come of age. It means to act like an adult or to stop acting crazy. To behave the way a human being is supposed to. Maybe that's part of it, or not. Well, no, yes, that's what I mean. Runs away. (laughs) That's all I'll say. I have no idea. That is a very funny answer. (laughs) And then, of course, our first question about, hey, what happened to Sanji's left eye? It's like, I remember there being so much speculation about Sanji's left eye because it was always covered. And no, no real answer, but... It's funny to see the speculation already starting. Well, I love that he brings in Sanji. And he's like, all right, watch carefully, folks. There. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. He's like, wow, seriously? Holy smokes. Yeah, who knew? He's, he's playing it up. So good. All right, well, let's get to chapter 185. Oh, is that so? These <laughs> chapter titles. Yep. And last we get of Sanji, uh, Hachi so far, this seems like it's going to be more of a cute one at this point. Where yeah. he gets a thank you gift of meat from this panda shark with a refrigerator and a mermaid pinup cal- calendar. <laughs> yeah, of course. Even, sure. Uh, I, all right. Yeah. I, I don't. You know what? I don't want to think about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, all right. Yep. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that seems like a good idea. Let me get into the chapter itself. And Mr. Four looks conked out. And it's like, ah, thank you very much. I'll be signing aut- autographs later. It's like. And then we get our first little indication. It's like, he's not moving. Did it actually work? Yeah, that's so great. And then, of course, he just uh, continues on the the ruse. He's like, all right, Mole, now it's your turn to get whacked by my five-ton hammer. Then we get the freaking whack-a-mole. Of, co- of, course of course you have to have a whack-a-mole joke. You had joke. to. You had to. This is obligation. And also a wonderful continuation of this other joke usap pound usap pound usap pound usap rubber bander rubber band usap pound. It, it took me a second to find where he was using the rubber band <laughs> i know i love that stupid stupid joke 
Yes. <laughs> Usopp making up stuff on the fly is one of my favorite things. I, I love this. He starts bluffing. Like, you must have heard about all the Baroque Works agents we've taken out. The truth is, it was all me! <laughs> yeah. The fact that Miss Merry Christmas is, like, actually freaked out by it. <laughs> and of course, he's, you know, I have 8,000 people working for me. And then just, like, the next page, Chopper says, really? And then, like, that, just, like, that pause that Usopp has. And then that close-up. It's like, oh, wow, he actually believes me. I'm not used to this. And just goes yeah. five tons, and it's just, wow, incredible. <laughs> He's just showing off for Chopper. He's owning this. I love it. Uh-huh. And then finally, Mr. Ford is just going, that hurts. <laughs> it's like, but how? He got hit by a five-ton hammer. He's a monster. It's like, wait a second. He doesn't have a bump on his head at all. There's something not right here. Yep. And then Lasu with a little sneeze that destroys the hammer. It must be a light sneeze because it just, the explosion is contained to the hammer. <laughs> that is true. And Chopper's like, it was fake. It's like, what? You think I can actually lift five tons? I can't even lift, can't even do 10 pounds. <laughs> I love I love the diagram here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that it's frying pans in between paper mache. It's collapsible, making it easy to carry. And it's only four and a half pounds. I mean, and hey, like, Getting hit with the force of two frying pans is still, like, it's going to hurt. Oh, yeah. That'll definitely still hurt. Just, it's not the five tons, but yeah, it'll do, it'll do the trick. And this, unfortunately, makes Miss Merry Christmas a little upset. Yeah. So, <laughs> time for Mole Swimming Stealth Style, where she goes back into the tunnels and gets a solid, like, yeah. slash Ooh. on Usopp. Like, that looks rough. We've got to call out this name of the attack, Mole Banana. <laughs> Okay, sure. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Couldn't tell you. That's okay. <laughs> and they're, they're just working together. It's like, all right, Lasso, take out the uh, reindeer and go with 400 base hits. And Lasso sneezes more and more and more. Chopper's like, he's been waiting for this opportunity. He's not been able to nail them down and did not have enough time for his three minutes to figure out what to do against these two. And he's mm -hmm. like, I got to go for it. So he finally uses his rumble ball. And uses brain boost to find a way to beat them as all of these baseballs are getting launched towards him and gets blown up. The mold banana comes out to chase after Usopp. It's like, geez. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of on the back foot now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not looking good whatsoever. And even the idea, which is a solid idea, is like, oh, we're heading towards a wall. She'll bust her head on it. Perfect. And she yep. just and crashes just through it. Right. I feel like that that is probably the first like actual like scale display of Miss Merry Christmas's power. Yeah. That, that panel of just like her breaking through all of like the destroyed ruins. And I I hadn't uh, brought it up, but like this is actually a really cool setting for a battle to take place in too. Yeah. It, we have just enough architecture around to make it a little bit more interesting than just a sand battle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's not the endless wastelands that were <laughs> that Dragon Ball devolved into. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Usopp thinks like, oh, sweet. She, yeah, it worked. She banged her head and like, nope, she's a mole. And just <laughs> grabs like that, a that hold of him. That jump scare. Uh, that face <laughs> he makes. <laughs> so good. And honestly, the, I remember this hit being feeling so hard in yeah. the anime where she grabs hold of him, drags him along by the feet and sends him straight through a wall. Oof, yeah. That, that just, looks uh, <laughs> brutal. I mean, after he was already like, all right, this is what's going to happen to her. Aha, my plan is perfect. And then he just, he gets his just desserts. 
just right after. Fortunately, Chopper had just enough time to figure out the weakness and decides to put a bunch of sand into Lasso's nose, which causes him to sneeze again. But if you didn't notice, he immediately points him into the the, the mole holes. And he's just like, hey, stay away from that mole. And Usopp's just like holding his head like, you don't have to tell me twice. And there's just like, what's going on? I'm really surprised at how quickly the solution comes up. Oh, yeah. I remember it taking a lot longer for Chopper to figure out that plan. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure if this is where the chapter ends. But I mean, I mean, they they got a good hit in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the fight's over yet. Or, or but... the fight, yeah. I don't know if the fight ends here. But, like, that, that's so, like, props for Chopper. Yeah, that's a yeah. good panel. Seeing that massive explosion and seeing Lasso, Merry Christmas, and Mr. Four all Everybody caught up into it as they up. run away. I love this exchange where, where Chopper here on the bottom panel is like, the weakest of Town is that all the tunnels are connected. And then you just, just Usopp just dying, bleeding out his nose. <laughs> it's like, oh, is that so? <laughs> it's a oh, cool man. panel to end on. Yeah, oh, it's so we're in the thick of it. This is all all of the alabaster fights are happening right now. I, I yeah. can't believe it. If this isn't over, it's going to be over soon for sure. And we'll get into the next fight. Which one that'll be, we'll have to see. But really great VV stuff, really great Karu stuff, and a fun, ridiculous fight. Way more fun than I remembered. I, I it was per my memory, it was the one that I was kind of like the least kind of impressed with, or I guess. The one that stuck out in my mind less than the other ones did, but I was I was thoroughly entertained by it. It was great. I enjoyed it. I felt it dragged a little bit, but I still feel the one of the other fights dragged a little bit more for me, at least in the anime. Mm-hmm. I, I remember enjoying this one just because, you know, it's fun to see Usopp with no powers and kind of a coward trying to make it work. But, you know, pairing with Chopper. It's a mm-hmm. good pairing. We'll see if I, how it, the one I wasn't, I mean, I, I enjoyed, but it just felt like it dragged too much. And I'm sure that's more the anime's fault. Uh, which uh, happens. Yeah, yeah, it does. But yeah, just solid go around and man, I can't wait to read the next batch. Yes, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm, I'm so here for it, but good stuff. No SBS, so nothing really much else to talk about. It's just there. So let's, yes. yeah. With that, I believe we've said all we wanted to say about chapters 181 to 185 of One Piece. Thank you so much for listening, and you can find more of my ramblings and stream VODs over at BitNerd Games on YouTube, or BitNerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. And Brandon, where can everyone find you? I'm at Brandon Bovia on Twitter, talking about anime manga games and my job, uh, and I don't have anything in particular to plug again. <laughs> so <laughs> just go follow me if you're interested in uh, what I have to say about uh, stuff. <laughs> I, you, you might be picking up Splatoon 3 so you might be talking about that so there you go yeah that's true yeah I kind of forgot that was coming out tomorrow <laughs> yeah it's, it's soon so yeah and if you'd like to help us out more you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner that's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode three days early and make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters 186 to 190 of One Piece until then my friends bye remember to take life Hey, Mr. Four! Mr. Four! What are you doing, moron? You moron! Go and get him instead of just standing there! Come on, let him have it already! Go now! Go on, moron! Kill him, smoke him, blow him up! Moron, moron, run, run, run! Now! Do it now! Over there, it's the mole woman. She is a mole! I haven't even changed yet! You!
Run, you moron!